and welcome to The Social Podcast. We are a young adult ministry of Cross Church here in Northwest Arkansas. The Social is a place where you are only new once, with people you can be real with, for a purpose that is changing the world. We are here for you. Come along with us as we dive into topics on young adults, culture, and following Jesus. To learn more about The Social, go to thesocialnwa.com or follow us on social media. Let's jump into today's episode. What is up, Social Podcast? We are so excited to be back with you guys for another episode. We have so enjoyed getting to chat with you guys and chat with each other about different topics concerning young adults and life. Um, and man, Christmas is right around the corner. We are heading towards there. So close. It's in, the, it's in the air. The Christmas spirit is in the air. We're so excited. But hey, I know this time of year, especially for me, it might, it might just be for me, um, we can very easily get into a mindset of give me, give me, give me. What do I want? What do I want? What do I want? I had a Christmas list going for a while. I got to be honest. Mm, all but I want for Christmas is we all everything. Know it. <laughs> <laughs> is everything. Um, but you know what? This comes to mind is thinking about this whole idea of contentment. You know, like every year goes by, we make our Christmas list. We have all these things we are are expectant of for the year, not even just gifts, but so many things we're expectant of for our lives in the year and things don't always play out the way that we expect them to, or we don't, or when we get what we were were wanting, doesn't play out, you know, doesn't satisfy us, doesn't play out like that. So today we're talking about contentment. So let's get started. Like what just... Off the bat, like let's define contentment. How do you guys, how would one say that what contentment means, how that affects our lives, especially in this season of young adulthood? Well, I would say um, just from just maybe more of a secular realm, contentment is just this idea of not desiring more, being completely satisfied in what you have. And I think uh, when we look at that biblically, we understand that that only happens when we're fulfilled in God. So because of that, contentment would be most being completely satisfied in God in our relationship with God. Yeah. Hmm. I definitely think contentment is one of those words that it sounds good. It's so easy to say, but finding contentment is just really difficult, especially since it is the holiday season um, as a young adult. That's something that we're all searching for. We're all seeking. So just in your own life, like how, what does contentment look for you guys look like for you guys? Man, I I mean, I think for me, so easily, I could personally define what I would expect myself to define contentment as is like, I'm good with everything. I want nothing else. Like I would so badly want to live out like the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing and firmly believe that. Um, But contentment in my life personally, honestly, looks like, Lord, you are enough for me, but Lord, I also want to be honest with you about the desires of my heart. And I think there's a way to be content in the fact that the Lord is enough for me and I am satisfied in him, but I also have these desires of my heart, but I'm not going to bank on them to bring me full satisfaction. Yeah. And with contentment, it's such a, it it truly is. It just comes down to a perspective Um, Mm. at any point of any day of any time of our life, we can be discontent or we can be content um, because we know that God provides for our needs. Um, even in times of trial and struggle, we can find ourselves 
uh, as we see even from the Apostle Paul, we can be content even in those seasons. And so I think in my own life, I have noticed um, just as I've walked with Jesus that I have the idea and understanding of living out a life of contentment has continued to change in the positive way. So the more I walk with Jesus, the more I walk through challenges, trials, and victories with Christ uh, and see him uh, in my own life, contentment seems to follow in a more intimate way. And so I am more content now in my life than I ever have been before. And prayerfully, that continues to be so, which Mm. I think is a part of following Jesus. Yeah. And like thinking about contentment, it's not something, it's not like a black and white thing. Like you're either content or you're not like as Christians and as we're all kind of being sanctified and as we're all growing in our relationship with Jesus is going to look different because like you were saying, Izzy, we do have needs and we do have desires. And so as I think about like this idea of contentment for me, I think it comes back to, I'm a big C.S. Lewis guy. And I love C.S. Lewis. <laughs> um, and I was thinking, and I actually like went back and was like looking through it, like thinking about this podcast, but the screw tape letters and just some of the things that C.S. Lewis talks about there. And one of the ideas that he talks about is this idea of like focusing on the present versus focusing on the past or the future. And he talks about how it's important where we're like anchoring our lives, like what we're focusing on, you know, and contentment is found when we're anchored in the present. You know, he talks about one of the quotes in the book is he says, like, the present is the point in time where time touches eternity, meaning that that's where we actually interact with God. We don't interact Mm -hmm. with God in the past. We don't interact with God in the future. We interact with God in the present. And what happens when we don't do that, when we focus on the past or the present, where we try to live our lives focusing on the past, we experience regret or discontentment or all of that stuff because we're focusing on past either how bad the past was or how good the past was like grass is greener Mm. kind of thing and when we're focused on the future that breeds anxiety fear or even lust and covetousness of like ah i want this there's this thing Mm. that i want or i need that i don't have yet when we're in the presence we present we can acknowledge those things acknowledge that oh yeah that would be nice like we need this david was really honest about this in the psalms of like you know god this is where i'm at but he always came back to god this is who you are yeah and i'm gonna worship you in that that's good and i love what you bring up with c.s lewis's quote there because um one of my favorite verses that Jesus, at the end of his Sermon on the Mount, he speaks to Matthew 6.33, and it, that whole part uh, of his sermon is speaking to anxiety, and oftentimes what's a close friend of anxiety is a discontent place, uh, as he says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and he will give uh, give you all these things that he had previously mentioned of the things that uh, often we find discontentment in. And so I love that passage because yeah. just like what C.S. Lewis was saying um, is that, man, when we're focused on the things of God, then we begin to understand contentment in a personal yeah. way. Yeah. And I think this time of year, especially, you know, young adults all over the world are experiencing one of two things. Whether that is the bliss of the holiday seasons, you know, um, there's this term that is around in this culture. I'm still picking up on it. It's called cuffing season. Um, and people, <laughs> yeah, I hadn't either until lately. Yes. Cuffing season, it would correct me if I'm wrong, is 
a time in which it's like seasonal where it just seems like everybody's everybody's getting together everybody has a boyfriend everybody has a boyfriend a boyfriend girlfriend and <laughs> you know like holiday time is just bliss for those people because it's christmas together and gifts you know for each other and it's just very um amplifies probably the whether that could be the insecurity of I don't have a significant other in this season. I don't have anyone to share New Year's with. I don't have yeah. this. And it begins to stir up this discontentment in your singleness. You know, for so many of our young adults that are thriving single young adults that are just trying to be content in their singleness. The truth of the matter of fact is it is difficult yeah. at times and seasons to walk through singleness Absolutely. and know that you want to make the best of this season. So what would you guys say to the single young adult who feels discouraged in their singleness, but at the same time is content with it, but battles with the wrestling of I, I I want to be married. I want to have a relationship, but I'm not. So to that single young adult out there, um, you're not alone. So <laughs> I just want to assure you that all of those feelings of just wanting and longing, those are normal and those are natural. And like I myself, I'm a single young adult and I experience those same things. Um, but I found that, again, when I'm looking outwardly at the other people's lives around me or just comparing what I have to what they have, I am never I never feel satisfied. I always come back feeling whether it's shame or just dissatisfaction. Um, I just have realized in my own life, if I'm looking at another person's lives and just wanting what they have, I just start. I don't know. It just turns me into a, I don't like the person I become. But mm. to battle this, I found like what really helps me is just looking at what I do have and all the relationships that I do have and all the people that love me and know me and I get to pour into and they get to pour into me and just choosing joy in the midst of that and choosing like, Lord, you have placed me here in this season for a purpose and you have placed me around these people and I don't have a relationship or I don't have the newest pair of shoes or the nicest car, but like what I do have is enough for me. Mm -hmm. And like you have given me these gifts and I just want to steward that well and for your kingdom. And eventually like the rest will follow. Like I don't have to seek that out or try and gain it for myself because you are going to provide that for me, hopefully maybe in your own timing. And that's not something that I have to earn for myself or like go out and get. Yeah, Brie, that's mm -hmm. so good. And that reminds me of um, the author of Hebrews in Hebrews 12, when it talks about uh, running the race that's set before us and how we are to focus and set our eyes on Jesus, the perfecter of our faith. And part of that, when you think of the race analogy that's being made here, like, if you're running a race, which I was no track star in, in the, <laughs> back in the days. In fact, my coach used to make me run the mile just to get faster. It was very, it, it was tough. It's tough. Um, but I would, I would imagine for those track stars out there, when you're running, if you're in the lead, one of the most dangerous things you can do is to look back the person following you. And so in our own life, mm -hmm. when we're walking with Jesus, if we're caught up looking at other people's lives and saying, well, why not me? Or why not them? Or, or what, what, how does that apply to me? I feel like we're missing it. And Brie, mm. you, you bring up a great, just even personal walk with that and how that, that just breeds discontentment. And yeah. I think we're missing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I love like that analogy of running your race and how that also applies to like the, the specific idea of like singleness of like, remember what race you're running, you know, and this is something that I'm constantly reminding myself 
too, as a young, young single person, like my race isn't to get married. And if that's, and I think that's a lie that we believe. Mm. And a lot of times mm. culture not the goal. unwittingly puts on us of like, yeah, they'll say that like, yeah, the gospel and God, but the way that it's perceived often in our communities is, well, why aren't you married or why aren't mm. you doing all this stuff? But we have to fight that lie of that's the race we're wanting running. That's not the race we're running. The race we're running is to grow more like Jesus. And as we're running that race, and we see other people running in the same direction at the same speed as us, then, hey, maybe we can run the race together. But you don't stop running until that person comes along. You don't go run a different direction to run with someone. Mm. Keep running that's good. your yeah. own race. Yeah, that's really good. And I think even just outside of contentment in relationships, you know, the end of the year always, I'm a big goal setter. I love, love New Year's resolutions. I can't say I stick to them every year, but <laughs> you know, does anybody honestly? Um, but the end of the year always gets me very reflective and starts thinking towards, okay, one, what did I accomplish this year? What did I, you know, what did I move the needle forward more than I was at the beginning of the year? Whether that's in my career, whether that's in, you know, my relationship status, maybe financial goals that I had set for myself and looking ahead to the new year, it can be so easy to see all that we did accomplish or didn't accomplish and allow that to dictate our contentment of like, yeah, I made it. I did good. Or no, I didn't make it. I'm a failure. Like I'm, I'm losing. And it just makes me think, you know, Paul writes in Philippians four, he talks about, Hey, I've learned the secret to contentment. One, the fact that contentment is not just a level you eventually get to. You're like That's always going to be a skill that we're constantly going to be honing and sharpening for the rest of our lives. And so he's saying like, hey, I've learned, I'm, I'm, I've learned and I'm still learning the secret to contentment to whether I abound or whether I am at a loss or whether I have or whether I don't have, I have found the secret to contentment. And that is just the fact that I have the strength in the Lord. And, and I think looking forward to this season, this, this coming season and looking forward to contentment, I think one that gives me the reminder of, okay, I can seek for the strength and the fuel for my contentment in the Lord and that I don't have to muster that up on my own. Yeah, exactly. And it's, again, it's, where's your focus? Cause when our focus is on the world, it's really easy to justify our discontentment because you've got, well, I feel like I want this or I need this. Other people have that or are working towards it, and the world is telling me that I won't need it. So if that's where your focus is, everything is going to point towards discontentment. The logical conclusion of that would be discontentment. Mm. If our focus is on the world and those external things, why wouldn't we be discontent? And that's Mm. why the secret is focusing on Jesus and focusing on God. Yeah, Yeah. and he, he tells his disciples, meaning us as followers of Jesus, to pick up our cross, to deny ourselves. Mm. We're, we're literally dying to ourselves, our desires and preferences to follow him. And so um, just a few weeks ago, we, were in a, uh, we had a, a sermon series on Sundays, and uh, our pastors would, would talk about how uh, one of the main themes was the, the, the series was called Together We Build. And, and one of the, the main themes throughout the messages was, man, as we, as we commit to serve and build up the body of Christ, what inevitably happens is we end up, our life is built up in the same way. And I, I love that picture because it kind of goes uh, in lieu of all that we've been mentioning is it's not about us. Mm. And when it becomes about us, mm. 
discontentment is soon to follow. Yeah. And and I think just as a community, like let us all commit to, hey, let me help fuel and build contentment in my friends, yeah. within my community. Like I don't want to be the one to constantly ask you like, so when are you going to get a boyfriend? When are you going to date? Mm-hmm. When oh, it, like when's good. the next promotion? Mm-hmm. Like how's this looking? Because Amen. we know that we all <laughs> struggle with those you know, those insecurities, we all wrestle with contentment and discontentment. And so let us be a community that builds up contentment in each other, reminding us like, hey, the Lord has blessed you immensely this year. Like, let's celebrate that. Um, so we just got to commit to that together. Yeah. And going off of that, like, I also just encourage you guys to be open and vulnerable mm-hmm. about your struggles, too, because if you're struggling with it, someone else, like another one of your friends probably is walking through something really similar. And again, like use that opportunity to walk alongside each other and build one another up in that instead of just like staying alone yeah that's good lies and the, just these things just in general tend to grow in isolation mm. so even just getting them out and getting it into your community and getting that feedback from external sources healthy feedback from external sources is huge for sure for sure and this community like we all know is such a sweet community that we have and so we're gonna end our podcast as we always do talking about our northwest arkansas faves this time we're doing holiday edition so let's go around the circle Luke, Bree, Samuel, give us your favorite <laughs> Northwest Arkansas spots, traditions, new things going on out there. Let's go. Okay, I'm going to go first. Um, I don't know why, but I just got excited. <laughs> she said your I, name first. So I love the holidays. And for us, in our home, it starts on November 1st. So shout out to all Amen. of y'all yes. who decorate the moment Halloween's over. Um, oh, honestly, on Halloween them. sometimes. Oh, okay. Yeah. You heard it first from Izzy. <laughs> well, hey. I think one of the coolest spots uh, up in Northwest Arkansas is this place called Juniper Hill. Juniper Hill. Mm-hmm. I am saying that right. Yep, Juniper Hill. Um, I have been there, so this is one of my wife's favorite spots. It is one of the coolest Christmas stores. It's like it's kind of like a pop up shop. Like it's not there yeah. all year round. Yeah, seasonal. Uh, and so it's really cool if, if you want Christmas ribbon, if you want to make the coolest Christmas tree ever, or buy ornaments. It's like the spot to go. And uh, if you're a big decorator then this is going to be your new favorite spot. Love it. Juniper Hill, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Um, I would say for me, my very favorite thing about the holiday season, for all my coffee lovers out there, Onyx Coffee has an advent calendar. So yes. the 24 days leading up to Christmas, they have 24 different coffees. So you can go in there and get a new cup every day, different than the day before, different than you've had the entire year. But they also sell it together as a whole package. So you can get two ounces of coffee, 24 different types, and it's just so fun. And their packaging is top Cute. notch. It so is cool. cool. Everyone, like that's a Christmas present. Onyx, yeah, go Onyx online marketing. and look at it. Onyx breeds on. discontentment because they're right. so cool. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys, do better. Yeah. Whenever I make a cup of coffee at home, it's like, it'll never be that. But so I'm new to the area. So this is my first holiday in Arkansas and in Fayetteville specifically. So this isn't from personal experience. This is from recommendations. But the Fayetteville lights are supposed to be really awesome. And I'm excited to go check them out. So Top notch. Yeah. They've got down in Fayetteville's uh, downtown square. They've just got tons of light set up and it's just strewn all the way, just all across the area. It's supposed to be really cool. Lights of the Ozarks. I think the official That's name what it's of called, it is. Yes. Lights of the it's Ozarks. Fun. So I'm excited to go check it out. I'll be definitely checking it out. It does stop January 1st. Makes so, sense. Makes sense. You've only got a little bit of time to go and check it out, but yeah. highly recommend you check it Take out. Take your friends. All right. Last one 
if you know me at all, you know that I live for pink and all things girly. So there is a cute little shop in Fayetteville called Presley Page, and they do this thing called Pinkmas. So starting, I think it's like middle of November, they launch their entire Christmas line and they decorate their shop completely pink with all the fun pink nutcrackers, pink Christmas trees, all the fun pink ornaments you could ask for, and literally all the fun, cute holiday decor, random little gifts. Like, it's just my dream come true. Like, if I was to live in a hall in a Christmas like dream, it would be at Presley Page during Pink Miss. I think we so. just lost all of our guy listeners. But <laughs> yeah, I know. It but, sounds great. Yeah, but it's really, really awesome. That's why I went last. Um, but anyways, you guys, we are so glad that we got to spend time with you. If you're still listening, thank you for hanging out with us. We hope to see you again soon, hear from you again soon. Let us know how we can be praying for you. We're here for you guys. Love you guys. Have a great Christmas and happy new year. Merry Christmas. Thank you.